Hi, welcome to my gospel journey. It's pretty obvious, it seems, that uh, many people are being deceived big time in these end days. And um, every time I come on, I feel as though I'm always moaning, but it's it's just the way that it is right now. Um, I, I believe God is pouring out his spirit, as it says in Joel 2.28 and uh, Acts 2.17. Um, let me find a scripture. It's always nice to um, read it out, not only um, to let you know, but also to remind myself <clears throat> about the information surrounding that particular verse as well, because sometimes it's just good just to read the whole, not the whole thing, because that would make this, this podcast or video far too long. Okay, Peter addresses the crowd. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, Israelites listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I will not be shaken therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices my body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead you will not let your holy one see decay you have made known to me the paths of life you will fill me with joy in your presence fellow Israelites I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day but he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne seeing what was to come he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead nor did his body see decay God has raised his this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it exalted to the right hand of God he was received from the father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear for David did not ascend to heaven and yet he said the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord, our God, will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to that number that day. Now, I didn't realise that I was going to um, see all of that, actually, um, about the baptism and everything. And I think it's important um, to show the scripture also um, where Jesus actually said to be baptised in the name um, of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because I've seen recently a lot of nonsense about um, this and I, I can't get my word around this at all because um, it's always the... Um, it's in Matthew 28, 19. Um, I've noticed that it's always the um, ones that have been baptised in the name of Jesus that make this big fuss. And it's it's not true, folks. If you are baptised in the name of Jesus Christ, you are saved. If you are baptised in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, you are still saved. And this is why we need to make sure when we read the scriptures... Um, that we have an understanding of what the word's actually saying. Because one pastor, and I hope he repents of this nonsense, although he's taken a rattlesnake, so who knows. But um, he said that if you are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you're going to hell. So because of that, thousands of people in his congregation have now been baptized again in the name of the Father, uh, sorry, in the name of Jesus. And this is just crazy. So let's look at Matthew 28, um, where it's titled uh, The Great Commission. I'm going to go back a little bit. It says here the God's report, report and it, something is asking me to um, read that as well. So let's have a look at that, and then I'll get on to um, Matthew 28, 18, I believe it, believe, 19, sorry, where it talks about being baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The guards report, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the, to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while he were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took money and did as they were instructed. And the story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Interesting, isn't it? Deception started way back then. Okay, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, we know the end of the age is about an end of the unbroken age. We know that we spoke about that before. But we also need to realize that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And it's not until Jesus gives back his authority back to the Father that the Lord Jesus Christ will then come back and then 
He will destroy the devil with the brightness of his coming. This is why it's good to join the dots, folks, because if you don't, you're going to miss it. Now, I mentioned earlier, um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, I've lost it. Um, if it's important, I know the good Lord will bring it back to me. But <clears throat> if you do not join up the dots, you're going to get it wrong. And um, we are clearly in the days of Noah. And I'm going to keep saying it. Let's go back a few pages in Revelation because this is really important. And I'll tell you why. Because the pre-tribbers think that we are going to have a pre-tribulation rapture and disappear for seven whole years while there is hell on earth. Because obviously those that didn't believe in Jesus, according to pre-tribbers, they're going to be left behind. Now think of it. If the lawless and the ungodly are going to be left behind, then why would the Lord be bothered about anyone on earth? Let them get on with it, don't you think? It's, you know, that, that, that's what they're basically saying. So why would the Lord, this is where you have to use discernment, folks. Why would the Lord shorten the days if the church are going to be whisked away for seven-year feast? It doesn't make sense to have a seven-year feast with the Lord. Now, the watchers and the watch liars leading the sheep astray and all those desperate for truth are still believing in this nonsense of a pre-tribulation rapture. My word, the deception is so high. It's bordering on lunacy. And the more we say it, the more I see people coming back with this utmost nonsense. It's like that God has seriously blinded the minds of Sorry, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the non-believers. And that can be found in 2 Corinthians 4. And let's let's read 2 Corinthians 4. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Let's go back to the beginning. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth, plainly we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, this unbroken age, folks, it's there again. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God for what we preach is not ourselves but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displaced in the face of Christ now I keep saying it many have been deceived people have misinterpreted the scripture so so what can we say? We are going to be here to inherit the earth. The word says that the days will be shortened, otherwise no flesh would survive. So it is clear that when the word says that the days will be shortened for the sake of the elect, and the elect, as we know, are the ones chosen by God, as spoken about in Matthew 24, then as far as I'm concerned, it, it is clear that the five wise, vir the five wise virgins are aware of the of the day and the hour but the unwise five virgins are not going to be aware because they've been led astray by lies so we need to pray for more oil in our lamp folks pray for more um, discernment and wisdom and knowledge and and power 
We need to do this because we are going to be here to inherit the earth. Because Matthew 5, 5 says, the meek will inherit the earth. Now, I've already said this many times, the old flat earth will be scrolled away, as mentioned in, Revela in, Re in Revelation. And a new heaven on earth that Jesus has prepared our mansions on will be in the new heavens. Hence, Jesus said, I will go away and prepare a place for you. Jesus already knows who are his, or should I say God already knows who are his. Because as we know, Jesus is God incarnate. But many interpret the scriptures, forgetting that our ways and thoughts are not like the Father. And that can be found in Isaiah 55, 8-9. We must study the word of God. 2 Timothy 2, 15 is really clear. Which is why I believe that is why people will perish through lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. All we have to do, folks, is pray for discernment to set us free from the foolishness, from the tears that are clearly in the groups. Are they the five unwise virgins? I don't know. Because the five, uh, five unwise virgins and the five wise virgins believe in Jesus. I'm not saying the tares don't, because they do. We, we grow together the same. And as we splinter off, we can see who the real tares are, because they're not speaking the same language. And I keep saying to myself, you know, hold back. Why do I think that I've got it right? And I think this is because the Bible says that many are called and few are chosen. It says in Matthew 7, 13, that broad is the road to destruction. So if, the broad, if broad is the road to destruction and many are having the same old sort of thoughts, then clearly they're on the road to destruction. And in these end days, we need to look at the scriptures because the Bible says in Luke 21, Mark 13 and Matthew 24 about the end days. Now, 1 Thessalonians 4.17, the story of Lot's wife. I keep going on about this, but I need to make sure that I say this because you may not have seen all my videos. Clearly, this has been misinterpreted. They forget that Lot's wife already had her judgment. She was judged immediately after she turned around. She wasn't left behind because if she was left behind, she was left behind with her husband and her family. So that doesn't make any sense, does it? How can she be left behind and, and, and dead and he be left land and alive? This is not... When you look at, look at the verses and it says taken and um, one left, you could, I suppose, assume that. But when you use discernment, you then realise that actually Lot's wife was destroyed straight away. She had her judgment. Now, Noah, he was protected, not raptured. And so will be the same for us because the Bible does say Matthew 24, Luke 21 and Mark 13 that it will be the same in the days of Noah. We have to pray to escape all these things to come upon the earth and that's in Luke 21, 36 and hence I believe that the days will be shortened because no flesh will survive. That's what the word says. This event will be for the saved, not the unsaved. The unsaved are lost in any case. So if we are to be raptured, then why would God just give up his beautiful creation to all those lawless and godless people on the earth? It just doesn't make any sense. The kingdom that God created, he loves, and it's ours. Satan has a home, and his home is in the abyss. We need to remember this, because when I come across people and I, and I hear the same old mistakes being said, it's like, do you not read the scriptures? God is going to establish his kingdom on earth. That's what the word tells me. Because it says, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there's so much for me to remember, so I may have missed things that I really wanted to talk about. But when you look at the scriptures, when you look at what's happening in the earth, um, I was going to talk about um, the days um, according to um, what the Who said, but I'm going to go to Revelation 12 quickly because something in my spirit has made me, has brought this back back to my um, memory and I think there's a reason for that let's have a look and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars and she being with child travailing in birth and pain to be delivered and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head upon his heads. Now, I've heard lots of different rumours right now and people are saying that they think Prince Charles is the Antichrist. I'm not convinced of that. But it's interesting that um, he, how can I put this, that he was the Prince of Wales and now is the King of England. Um, that's obviously after his mum died that or the Queen died, that was what was going to happen. But then think about the red dragon. Think about the Welsh flag. Think about... Uh, I know it hasn't got seven um, heads on it and all the rest of it, but remember, our ways and thoughts are not like the Father's. Our ways and thoughts are not going to be like these merchant leaders around the world either. So we have to look at the Word of God and look at what's happening in the earth and um, <clears throat> and, and understand the times that we are in. Let's, let's read on. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she, and she brought from a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Now think about it. That's Jesus being caught up unto God and his throne. Now, I've always said this about Jesus being manifested back to the Father because, Je um, because Jesus was obviously um, in the flesh. Okay, so let's read on. And the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman is known as the church, folks. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That is one thousand two hundred and sixty days. That's going to be three and a half years, 42 months. Now, is this the, is this the um, first part of the tribulation? Because then it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Now, bearing in mind, the church have fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God. And they're going to feed her for 1,260 days. She's going to be protected for 1,260 days. There's a reason why I'm saying this, folks. I'm going to say it in a minute. Because then it says here, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. So it says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. What's happening now? The world is being deceived. So Satan has been cast out. 
he's deceiving the world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out onto him. So Satan and his and his dominions, his, his demons, his friends have all been cast out. Remember this sign in the sky. The Lord just tell, tells us this about um, 23rd, thank you, Holy Spirit. 23rd of September 2017, that was a sign in the sky. So think about it. He's already been cast out. But the elect have been have, have been um, there's a place prepared for the elect for 1,260 days so if this is the case is this what is happening now and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world which is what is happening now is deceiving the world with a rattlesnake mix he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him and I heard a voice a loud voice sorry saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So clearly he was accusing all of us before he was cast down. Now he won't be able to. Praise the Lord. Because that's what I see. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. I'm going to read that again because something came to my spirit just then. And they came and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Is this the fact that we need to have a testimony to enter the kingdom of God? Not that we need to have one, but we will have one because this is what is happening on the earth at the moment. I know that is in 2 Thessalonians. I'm going to quickly stop the recording and look for that to make up the dots. Now that took a little while for me to find, but I have found it. It's 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 to 10. Now it says this, All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. It says suffering, folks. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is, re is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Well, I never noticed that before. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Don't forget, Lord means God and Jesus is um, our redeemer. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Interesting, shut out. Is that the five unwise virgins? Okay. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. I feel the Holy Spirit with me right now. Now I'm going to go back to the um, Bible. I hope you can still hear me on the uh, podcast. Um, sorry about the noise. Um, this is so important, folks. It says this. I've read a bit of it already, but I need to read this from the book. It says here, St. Paul certifieth them of the good opinion which he had of their faith, love, and patience. And it, and there it says, um, number 11, and therewithal useth diverse reasons for the comforting them in, comforting them in persecution, whereof the chiefest is taken from the righteous judgment of God. So... <laughs> 
it's so obvious, obvious really, isn't it? Let, let's read this. Paul and Sylvanus, this is the other bit that I haven't read, but I'm, so I'll be repeating the second half of this from five onwards because it does read kind of differently when you read it um, in other versions. So let's read it all. Now this is um, a very old book, I think it's 1892. I'll take a picture of this and put it on, so proud of this book. I think it's 1892. Okay, it's got a little um, introduction, well, it explains some of the um, scriptures that um, I've just mentioned. Okay, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, we've got Jesus Christ. Lord is God. Jesus is the Messiah. Christ is the anointed one. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. It's mentioned in all of it together. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord is God, Jesus is our salvation, our Redeemer, and Christ is the Anointed One. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meat. Now, meat means in a good way and in a bad way, because I didn't understand what that word meant. So when you read it again, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, in a good way and a bad way, because that your Faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. We should be good and, and, and loving towards each other. That's what I pick up on that. So that we ourselves glorify in you the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. We're going to face tribulations. We're going to face it. That's what it says. I can't express that enough. Let me go back to that again. So that ye, we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith. Faith is important, folks. It does say without, without faith, um, it, it's dead. So let's read this again. So that we ourselves glorify in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Remember what I said about Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has been manifested from God. So which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer. We're going to suffer, folks. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus, which is God and our Redeemer, shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all there, folks. We are going to suffer for his name's sake. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have all these things to come upon the earth. 
but we must pray to escape all these things. So, that, so those that believe will pray to escape all these things and hope that you'll be able to stand in front of the Son of Man. This is why the Lord says, who will he find giving meat in due season? Because from what I can see, I ain't seen nobody giving meat apart from two or three. And that's stretching it a bit. Now, <clears throat> I want to um, talk about what's happened recently with um, our now, now King Charles. Now, I will put the picture up because I was in Blackpool and... On our way to Blackpool, um, we got there. There was no rain, and we saw the, um, I, I was about to say covenant, but um, we saw um, a rainbow in the sky. Now, that day is very interesting because the who said, and I believe either the same day as I saw the covenant, uh, sorry, saw the um, rainbow in the sky, I will explain why I keep saying covenant in a minute. But on the same day, or the day after the 6th, when King Charles was um, crowned King of England, there's lots of things, as we know, has happened, including the Grim Reaper that people say um, was, was in the background, walked past. All these things are irrelevant. Um, even things that I heard recently that um, when King Charles was was crowned by um, his mom, the queen, he said, my father has crowned me. And I thought, is that what he really said? I'm going to try and find the video if I can. And if I do find it, I will put it on for sure. But that's what I heard. So have a look on, you know, uh, social media and see what you find. But the point I'm trying to make is this. On the 5th of May, the WHO announced, and I will put the video up, the WHO announced that it was 1,221 days since this scam pandemic began. And I thought to myself, why would it say 1,221 days? That's so weird. But I think that was the Lord's way or the Holy Spirit's way of getting me to look and research this for a reason. And I now know what that reason is. Don't forget Job 33, that the Lord speaks to us once or twice and in other ways we perceiveth not so this is why we need to make sure that when you see these things don't ignore it think to yourself is the lord talking to me is he asking me to do something because i've sat on this for a few days now i mean the date is 21st of may so i've sat on this for a few days and i wanted to do this a long time ago but i needed to obviously find out more information before um i did this video and podcast now if we're looking at 1,221 days, that's really important. Because if you go back 1,221 days from the 5th of May, it takes us back to 31st of December of 2019. What happened in 2019? Well, we know it was the, um, um, the nonsense on the world. We know that. But I then used the um, calculator on the internet to work out some other things. And I found this very interesting. I had a bit of a longer break because I realised that the figures on the calculator were different to what I was um, putting in before. So um, I didn't quite trust the 
um, the information that I was uh, that I was seeing because it was different. So I wanted to quickly check and double check. So let's go back to where we were. Um, 1,221 days since this all started takes us back to 31st of December of 2019. So what I had to do was then, um, I'll do it again live just to make sure I got this right. Three and a half years after this date takes us to Tuesday 13th of June 2023. So it sounds like things are going to be heating up after this date. Now, why would it be heating up now? Because that means we're going from the tribulation into the great tribulation. Now, if we look at um, 1290 days, that therefore, I'm going to do it again just to make sure. So I wasn't happy with the other figures I got last time. Oh, this is the same. This takes us to Thursday, 13th of July. That's 1290 days. I've chosen 1290 because they're the dates that I've seen um, in Daniel. So I want to make sure that um, I'm sticking to these, these dates that I see. So that's 1290 days. Now, blessed are those that wait is, is certainly interesting. Because blessed are those that wait takes us to Sunday 27th of August. So does that mean from the um, 1260th date right up until the, the 1335 days, which is I believe 75 days. Oh, this is terrible, I can't think straight. But um, if that is the case, why are we blessed to wait those days because from what I can see from what I can see things are heating up now I, I heard today about um, uh, Israel uh, there's, there's some fight over um, the Mount of Olives there's there's sorry there, there's all this happening now and it's like are people not seeing this as I said before I believe that you know we are, we're going to be here. I do not believe for one minute that we're going to be whisked away. So these are the dates that I've got, folks. And I'm going to screenshot that and I will put that up. Now, as I said, I didn't plan what I was going to say today. Um, but it's always about the end times in any case. So even so, it's best to, to think about all areas of what's happening in this world. Now, we are in the days of Noah. Um, as I've mentioned before... Lots of things look like it's normal. But when you go to Daniel 9, 27, and these are the scriptures people just don't want to recognize. They don't want to see that we're in these days. Why? Are they hanging on to this world and that's why they can't see it? Because that's what it looks like to me. So when you go to Daniel 9, 27, what does it say? I'm going to find it now. I never can find it. There we go. Daniel 9. <clears throat> Daniel 9.27 says this. And he shall confirm the covenant. Now the covenant is an alliance, a pledge. 
between men. So, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That doesn't mean we're necessarily going to see it, folks. It, it's, we've got to look for the signs of what is happening, and then we can see it, because we already have the signs in the sky, 23rd of, 23rd of September of 2017. The sign was there. So, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause a sacrifice and the oblation. The oblation is the, the first word, gift, tribute, offering, present, oblation, sacrifice, meat offering. So he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the middle of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the offering to cease, which means to rest. It doesn't mean stop. It does say it does mean um, exterminate, put an end to. So this, this covenant with many for one week, in the middle of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, to rest, and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. That, wow, I can feel the Holy Spirit. I really think this is the rattlesnake mix will be stopped, will be resting for a while, will be stopped for a while, will end for a while, or removed for a while, or possibly removed completely. This is why people haven't made the connection or are not going to make the connection with the rattlesnake, because the rattlesnake has been on the earth for a while. And they announced on the 5th of May that this is all going to stop. This is going to, well, actually rest for a while because he wasn't really saying this has gone for good. He says, you know, he was talking about um, preparedness and, and stuff like this. So this is only going to be for maybe for a while. But the overspreading of these abominations that people have taken by deceit is going to be poured onto the desolate, the ones that have already taken it. So we're going to see manifestations of what has happened with the people that have taken that rattlesnake. And we're hearing about it now. We're hearing about all these different things that's going off in the earth. we got to be so careful because these are dangerous times that we are in of, of great deceit. And we have to remember who is giving meat in due season. Because when you read it again, I mean, this has only come to me now. I mean, I kind of knew it anyway. But now I'm doing this live. It's, it's, it's coming out in a slightly different way that I thought it was going to come out. So he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the middle of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. The middle of the week is 13th of June. If we're going by the figures from the who. That's the middle of the week. And but the overspreading of the abominations, so the overspreading of the of the poison rattlesnake is going to be poured upon the people that have taken it. The people that have taken it are going to have all sorts of manifestations of horrible things happening to them, but they won't connect it to the rattlesnake because they've they've um, stopped the sacrifice, the sacrifice to Satan. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I see in 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 the um, in the word, folks. 
is going to happen just before the Son of Man is coming through the clouds. I've mentioned this so many times. What is going to happen before the Son of Man comes through those clouds? It's going to be wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation. Israel are fighting at the moment again. We had an earthquake just, just the other day, I believe. I think it was the 18th. Another earthquake. No doubt there'll be another pestilence as well. Now, I use my discernment, folks, quite a lot. And it says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth in Matthew 5, 5. It also says, blessed are those that wait 1,335 days. Because things are going to be changing. I've heard that in America they're going to be going digital soon. I've heard that Africa are going digital, or have gone digital. But when I speak to my African brothers and sisters, they say, no, not here. So, so what is going on? So it looks as if, by the sounds of it, that we're going to be hearing all sorts of things. But stay patient. Don't jump to any conclusions. Just relax. Because the Bible does say in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 not to come down from the rooftop in Luke 17. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 is very clear, folks. Those who are still alive and remain will, I believe, inherit the earth. I really do. It's talking, you know, this is talking about the kingdom of God. Let's face it, the kingdom of God will be coming on earth. And again, let's face it, the Lord Father did say this before. And he, sorry, he did do this before. And he's going to do it again. Just have a look at Genesis 1 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. We need to be very, very mindful and very careful I'm going to read some more later because I've, I've done a lot more than I was planning to do but I feel kind of drained right now and I don't want to drain my oil so um, I'm going to have a quick break and um, come back 